Hey everyone! Welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you become who you want to be. I am so excited to introduce my guest this week because his personality is larger than life and I had so much fun talking with him. This week's guest is Ellis Lloyd-Jones, and he is a Welsh TikToker with almost 200,000 followers, and he's working with the Welsh government to raise awareness about issues in his country. And he's also a drag queen. Ellis has done some great work with his social media platforms, and I am excited to share his story with you. So, without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Ellis Lloyd-Jones. Hiya, my name is Ellis. I'm from Wales in the UK. Um, I'm a TikToker and I'm also a drag queen. That was a perfect introduction and I'm so excited to talk with you. So I would love to get started with having you tell me more about your background. And I know a little bit about the work you've done with your TikTok to raise awareness about different issues, but can you tell me more about what led you to this work that you're doing now? Yeah. Um, oh, how did I get this point? Good question. Um, well, let's just start with TikTok, really. So I started on TikTok in 2019, so just before the pandemic. It was around about Halloween, and at the time, I was doing, like, so much with, like, makeup and drag and stuff like that. So I was thinking, oh, so I've got all this stuff going on now, but I'm not doing anything with it, so I need to, like, showcase my talents. And I was on my Instagram and I was just having all these videos off TikTok. Like literally, I didn't know TikTok at the time because everything was basically on Instagram. But then I just thought, oh, do you know what? Let's just go on it and just make a bit of content and see what happens. So I downloaded the app and I just started creating the content. And at the time I was like, I don't want anyone to know that I'm doing it. Because at the time, 2019, to a lot of people, it was just like a child's app. So I was like, oh, people are going to like judge me for being on it and stuff like that. So I started posting. It was, you know, the views were average. You know, people sounded like it. I had a few comments, a few followers off it, which is something nice. And then going into 2020, lockdown happened. And I just had loads of time on my hand. I was in uni at the time and I did start my um, job in Greg's, which is a bakery in um, the UK like a chain in the UK um but I just because everyone had to stay home I just had this loads of time on my hands and I'm a very creative person I'm far from academic I'm not sure how I passed in here but like I had all this amazing ideas in my head and like this drag in my cupboard and I had like these costumes and I had these stuff that I wanted to do so I just turned to TikTok and it just went from there really I remember at one point in April that Overnight, I had like 10,000 followers off this one video because people were like sharing it outside of TikTok. They were sharing it on TikTok. Everyone was referring it to each other. So everyone was just like, oh, this funny little Welsh boy is making videos. Let's go and see what he's about. And really, it's just gone from there, really. I've had like, since I think it's like since lockdown, the amount of opportunities I've had is mostly through what I've had off TikTok, which is really cool. Because that's always something nice about TikTok. It's always been this platform for me to just like, advertise myself in a way and that's like how people know me like they know me as ls from tiktok which is mad 
I think that whole transition that you mentioned when TikTok went from being more of a kid's thing to something that everyone has and uses is so interesting. And it's great that you got ahead of the trend in in that way. So I saw some of your TikToks that you created when you were working with the Welsh government during the pandemic. And I think it's so interesting and exciting for young people that the Welsh government chose to raise awareness in that way. Can you tell me some about that experience for you? Yeah, it's like what you said about how it's gone from a children's app to this app where, like, you know, companies, the government, um, artists are using it as the uh, advertisement sort of platform, if that makes sense. But um, yeah, so I got approached by the Welsh government to make some content in regards to um, being safe uh, with COVID and COVID-19 and stuff like that. And they were actually my first ever collaborative work. I remember they messaged me back in 2020 and just being like, you know, we don't just how this is where people are going to, to like find comfort and stuff like that. Do you mind making some content with this? But they said to me, like, don't make it as, right, this is the rules, this is what you've got to do. You've got to stay home, you've got to keep your distance. They just said, with your videos, we came to you because your videos are like funny, they're like sketches, they're like relatable stuff. So can you just work that into your content? So that's what I've done. And I've, I'm, I'm actually still working with the government creating content with them now. And it's like, it's, it's mad. It's like, I've gone from making little videos to work for them. I'm recording a voiceover for an advert for them, which is just, it's just mad. I actually can't believe it. It's just, oh, but literally they've been like my number one employees over the past two years. I can't, can't fault them really. But it's like, it's mad how the government have like seen my videos and they thought, do you know what? We want him to like be the face of, no, not the face of COVID-19, the face of like COVID safety, if that makes sense. Oh my days. You know, it's like, what's the word? I feel very like, I can appreciate them for that. Like, it's mad that I'm doing something for my country's government through this platform which everyone uses, if that makes sense. But yeah, it's amazing. And obviously from that, I've had like other companies come to me, ask me for great stuff. For instance, recently I've worked with Gate Times and Channel 4. They wanted to bring um, attention to smaller prides happening over the country. So I went to Llanelli Pride and made a little video for them. So that's crazy. I've made a video for Netflix. That's mad. I can't believe that I've done that. But it's just like little bits and bobs like that. I just think sometimes like, oh my gosh, I've done that. And I just think it's crazy like, how TikTok has like catapulted me into that atmosphere where people like see me and think, okay, we want to work with him because, you know, the influence that he has on people. Tell me some about Netflix. I didn't know that part of your story. So tell me some about that project. That's so cool. Well, when I seen the email, I didn't really like believe it. I thought it was like spam, which at the beginning, when I had most of those emails, I, you know, deleted a lot of them thinking it was spam. But now looking back, I'm like, oh. Oh, could have worked with them <laughs> but um yeah I just had a message off them I think yeah it was through my Instagram that's what made me feel a bit like oh was oh, this real or not but it was from the verified account of um Insta- no, Netflix UK and Ireland and they just dropped me a message being like I would like to collaborate with you would you be interested I was like <laughs> yeah is there a fee at that point, I didn't really care if there was a fee or not. I was just thinking, and I still got this mindset now. Is like, if a company wants to work with me, I'm like, okay, clout, cool. 
So, yeah, after that, I had to sit down with them over Zoom. And I remember at the time I was actually um, doing a radio show with um, BBC Radio Cymru. They contacted me to say if I wanted to do um, a, a radio show with them. So I was doing that at the time. And then I, I was there having an email with the official people at UK Netflix, which was absolutely crazy. But you know, the thing I really loved most about it is that they seen a series of my videos that I'd done on my TikTok, which was celebrities you didn't know that were Welsh. So I was taking celebrities like Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj and turning the names into like a Welsh version. So like Ari Hanrod Griffiths or Neris Minaj, you know, stuff like that. It just sounds so stupid, but Netflix picked that up and they were like, we want you to do that, but with Netflix shows. So instead of Bridgerton, we changed it to Bridgend and stuff like that. So, yeah, that was mad. So, but I just felt like, I don't know, it was crazy to think that this huge company like Netflix seeing my stupid little video about changing celebrities' names into Welsh names, which is just crazy. But it's just like, for me to have a video on their account where I'm like bringing notice to like the Welsh culture and to Wales as well, that's always like a bit like a privilege to me to be like that I can show off my culture and my country to the rest of the world, if that makes sense. Thank you for bringing that up because I was actually going to ask you about your role representing Wales and I would love to know more about Wales and what it's been like growing up in your country because I think so often it gets lumped into England and the rest of the UK and so I would love to know more about it and just more I'd love to know more about what it means to be Welsh and more about the country that you get to represent. Yeah, that's actually something I always think about, is that when people think of the UK, they mostly just think of Ireland, Scotland and England. They never really think of Wales, and I don't think they've actually heard of Wales or not. But it's like loads of amazing things have come out of Wales, mostly like famous people like Tom Jones, Catherine Zeta-Jones, to name a few, so I can't remember anymore. Um, but Wales is a lovely little country, would recommend coming, you know, give us a visit. We won't bite, honestly. But yeah, Wales is just... Honestly, I at the beginning of my TikTok career, if you want to call it a career, I made it my personality that, hey, look at me, I'm Welsh, this is who I am. Which, you know, looking back, I always used to cringe at it, but now looking back, I'm sort of like, well, that's how people mostly know me for, and that's how, that's what companies look for when they come to me, they want me to make my own type of content, which I don't mind because... I appreciate how they notice me for my culture and from me being from Wales. Like, it's like that thing with Netflix. Is at the time, I wasn't making those type of videos, but Netflix was like, we see now you've done this type of video and we think it would do great for like this type of market and also to show for across the world that Wales is a thing, if that makes sense. So I do appreciate them for that. But it's like, yeah, I just, at the time in lockdown, I was just like, right, what's relatable to me? I'm gay and I'm Welsh there we go, sorted. So I was just like talking about like, I was just obsessing over like Welsh cakes, which is like this little cake with raisins. You can have jam, you can have lemon or tail or whatever. There's this thing about shagging sheeps, which everyone knows Welsh people for being sheep shaggers, far from the truth. Um, well, in my case, the truth. But yeah, there was other things, but it's like the biggest thing that I wanted to bring to TikTok was obviously showing my culture, but obviously showing as well that Wales has its own national language, that being the Welsh language. Um, I've spoken Welsh since since I can remember, really. I always went to Welsh schools. My mum and dad speak Welsh, my sister speak Welsh, and my friends speak Welsh. So it was like, that was something I wanted to bring to TikTok as well. It was also something that, um, it's not mostly spoken in Welsh. Like a lot, a huge majority of Wales do speak it, but 
Um, some people think of it as like, like some youngsters think of it as a school language, like we only speak Welsh in school. But something which I wanted to do was try and normalise speaking Welsh outside of school. And with TikTok, you know, like when I gained a bit of following, I was like, right, this is my chance now to like, you know, be passionate about something that I love and like show everyone else how they can be proud about it as well. And then from that, I have other companies coming to me being like, cool, so we want you to do this video but we want you to do it in Welsh, which I'm always like, yes, perfect. That's what I want to achieve out of all this is that I'm showing people, look, we've got a language and we use it every day. Because that, in my case, that's what happens. You know, like my job is in Welsh, my friends speak Welsh, my family speak Welsh. So it's like, for me, that is my everyday life. And I want to show people that that's, that's what your life can be like as well, if you fancy it. But yeah, I've always been proud to be Welsh and I've always liked to add that a little bit into my TikToks. Even if I make a video where I'm not talking about something about being Welsh, people will remind me that I am Welsh because my accent is very, um, very prominent. Like, you know, can't miss me from a mile away. If you hear me talk, they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a very much Welsh accent. But yeah, I just love Wales and I love talking with people who also love Wales. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think it's so special that you get to represent your country and share that love. I think it's great. So switching gears a little bit, you are so confident and sure of yourself and the work that you're doing. And that just comes that comes through just talking to you. So I would love to talk with you about your path to get to this point of being so comfortable and so confident with being yourself. What did that process look like for you to become so authentic and open about who you are? Well, for me to be like who I am these days, I think there's like two key points, that being me coming out as gay and also me getting into TikTok. So I grew up in the South Wales Valleys, which are sort of, I've always seen it as it's always sort of black and white. There's no grey area. So it's like you're either this way or you're that way. That's how it's always sort of felt, like you're crammed into this little box. These days it's completely changed. Like, you know, I see people back home who are also gay who are sort of like me and they'd be like, oh yeah, I love being here and stuff like that. To me, it'll always be home, but I feel like as I've gone older, I'm sort of like trying to drift away from the valleys a little bit because I've always felt like, like I just said, I had to be a, a certain type of person or I've never felt comfortable in my sexuality being back home. I always feel like I've got to be a different person, if that makes sense. Um... But it's like when I came out as gay, everyone around me was perfectly fine. Everyone's really lovely. But there was always that little bit of uncomfortableness I sensed off people. Like people like, you know, boys will make sure like, oh, you know, I'm not talking to you obviously because, you know, I don't want to fancy me and stuff like that. That I'd always have off the girls. Like I used to wear makeup. So I'd always have girls come up to me being like, oh, do you want to be a girl then? Is that what you want to, you know, is that what we want to be? And it's like, no, I'm just a boy wearing makeup. But obviously that was difficult for them to understand. So it's like, yeah. But um, since then I moved down to Cardiff for university. So that was like another big step really for me because it was like, I think everyone was the same when they got to uni. It's like, right, I'm going to be this different person. I'm going to be the person I want to be, which I was for quite a lot of time, but there was still that little bit in me, which didn't feel like I had that enough confidence to go and speak to people, go and like socialize with people. Or I didn't feel like I fitted in in certain places. So that was also something, but it was nice moving down to Cardiff because it was like, there's a huge gay scene in Cardiff. So I felt welcomed when it came to that. Um, but then TikTok came around. I had all that time during lockdown to like become this personality online. And it was always something I made sure was that I was showing 100% myself. And um, that being this queer person who I know 
or that everyone knows today. Like I've always shown myself as who I am on my TikTok because I tend to like, like make myself be this type of person and then have to stick with that the rest of my life. So I've always like, right, okay, this is who I am. This is what people's going to get. And the, the rapport I had from that was absolutely amazing. Like everyone loved me for who I was. They loved my content. And I've always had positivity through TikTok, which I think that's given me the confidence that I have today, where it's like I can go somewhere and people might recognize me from TikTok. And then I always have that sort of nice straightaway reaction of like, oh, you know, cool. Yeah, we want to talk to you. We're interested in you, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, TikTok has really given me that confidence. I've always wanted to say that I have been confident. Like I always used to be in the school plays. Um, I always used to get on with people. I was very much a people person, uh, which is completely different these days because I'm very much introverted these days. And I always think people find that a shock every time they meet me. And I'm always like, hi, yeah, yeah, thank you. You know, <laughs> and expect me to be this massive raging homosexual, but I'm really like sort of like, you know, bit dirt, you know, just very much introverted. I think that's because of COVID. I think COVID made me introverted because since COVID, I've been living on my own and I have up until now. And I very much love my own time but yeah nothing wrong with that but yeah TikTok was a massive part of me feeling confident and happy with myself now and yeah TikTok has given me all these amazing opportunities which make me feel that I'm more worthy if that makes sense as in it's like ages ago before TikTok I didn't know what I wanted to do but since doing TikTok I realized that I love creating content I love making people laugh I love making money from what I love doing so that's always been something nice and something which has made me feel more confident and more happy within myself. I love that so much. And I think it's so cool that you found TikTok as a space to be more authentic because I've talked to a lot of people who feel as though they put on a show for social media and it's not actually who they are. And I think it's great that you feel more empowered and more authentic through TikTok. And I'm so happy that you have that outlet. Uh, so I have one last question for you. Lots of young people want to create change and they want to make a difference, but they may not know how to get started. Do you have any advice for those people who may be listening? Well, I think one thing I was trying to live by is that when I was growing up, I never seen someone like me in the public eye. Or if I did see someone who was gay or Welsh, they would always have something negative, um, like some negativity thrown at them. So I always like to think like, I never seen someone like me growing up, so I have to be that person for the next generation, if that makes sense. Or, yeah, and with that, I just think, okay, be who you want to be and do the stuff that you want to do. And, yeah, I think that's something I always like to keep in mind. And, like, something I always tell people is, like, someone's going into TikTok, they'll always be like, oh, give me tips. I'm like, well, mostly it's just, like, you learn as you go along. But I think the biggest thing I tell people is, like, you know, have fun while you're doing it. Do something that you want to do. Because, yeah, like you said, they, like, some people, like, fall into this trap of that they're putting on a show. Like, at one point, I did do that. Like, I was sort of making the content which people wanted to see. But that was meaning that, okay, they didn't want to see this type of content, so I got to show in this content. So in that sort of sense, I was like, this content being the full-on Welsh stereotype, this other content being my drag content. I really wanted to show the drag content, but no one was interested. They only wanted it, they only wanted me for this type of content. So yeah, but I'm sort of out of that trap now. I'm literally just doing whatever I want and I'm happy doing that because the thing with TikTok is that there's a thing for everyone on there. Like you will always find your niche market. There will always be people who are interested in what you were doing. You just gotta go and take that risk of being here I am, this is what I like to do. 
like and subscribe. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is that um, if you're confident or if you're not, just go out and do whatever you love doing. Be true to yourself and do what makes you happy. And if other, other people don't like you, block them. <laughs> I loved talking with Ellis because I think his energy was so fun and I love his excitement for all of the work he's doing. And I really want to highlight how incredibly authentic Ellis is because I feel like that really is the key word in this episode. When Ellis came out as gay and when he started posting on TikTok, he had to overcome doubts and worries about how others would perceive him. But now, after making those choices, Ellis is living an authentic and a confident life doing what he loves. And his story is so inspiring. And I'm definitely going to keep his advice in mind because change comes when you become who you want to be. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And you can find Ellis on Instagram at x Ellis Lloyd Jones x to get connected with him. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.